0: A for each of us and all of us. Um, I once asked Rav korf all the Shalom, to lead a fagbrenan for us. I was studying in the Rav's yeshiva to lead a Fabrengan for us on um, night before Yom Kippur. Opinion said, "I don't know if Chassidim make the night before Yom Kippur. I haven't ever saw this." But opinion was very kind. He said. That's only if I had something to do. But since I have nothing to do anyways, we might as well febrin. That's in a regular year. But this year, because it's Matzay Shabbos, right before Yom Kippur is, is tonight, when we're supposed to have a Mlava Malka and share a story, so certainly it's a good time to febrin. So I'm going to share with you two stories. The first story is about the custom of lekach. Every year, for Yom Kippur, it's customary to ask for sweet cake, ask for honey cake, and that way, by asking for help from human being, this, um, if in case it's been decreed upon someone to ask for help from, from human being, by asking for the honey cake, we thereby um, are acquitted from that need to ask for human being's assistance. So the um, Rebbe himself would distribute honey cake, every year, and it was a lot of people. People were from came from all over the world, and so considering that the next day is 26 hours of fasting, and you know, how difficult it would be for the Rebbe to to uh, see so many people just the day before Yom Kippur, so the Rebbe uh, began distributing Lechach, not just the day before Yom Kippur, but four days before Yom Kippur. Four days before Yom Kippur, the Rebbe began distributing lekach, the honey cake, to all the local residents of Crown Heights. And then, the next three days, the Rebbe distributed lekach, the honey cake, to the rest of the USA. Then, the next day, to those who were visiting the Rebbe from Europe. And the day before Yom Kippur, only those who were visiting from Israel were allowed to come to get the honey cake. So this is a uh, good order for everyone, except for one person. The person's name is Reb David Maris, who shared the story himself. He said that uh, his birthday is the day before Yom Kippur. And by the time that he had connected with Lubavitch and the Rebbe, the Rebbe had already stopped um, his custom of individual um, yichidus, a personal meeting. With, um, the Rebbe would meet everyone on their birthday, and privately in his room. And later the Rebbe said that there is an advantage of meeting people as a group, not just as privately as an individual, but there's an advantage of meeting with everyone together at the Rebbe's Fabrengen. The Rebbe spoke publicly. He said this was a private meeting for each one person individually, and yet it had the value of everyone meeting together, the value of a minion, the value of divine presence, the resting upon a minion. So, it's also considered like a private meeting, and it's, in fact, it's greater than a private meeting because of the value of the divine presence that rests there. But uh, this, Rabdav Amaris, he wasn't really happy with that, but he was happy with the fact that he can come to the Rebbe for Yom Kippur and get the honey cake. It was like a, a mo- he had a moment with the Rebbe. It wasn't like the original um, private meetings that the Rebbe had for people in his room, but it was similar. He would have a, go by the Rebbe, you get the honey cake, and he would have a moment with the Rebbe on his birthday. His birthday is the 9th of Tisha, day before Yom Kippur, tonight. So he had that moment with the Rebbe. Well, then when they changed the order and they started making the arrangements for everyone to come, um, those who lived in Karnites, David and Maris lived in Karnites, because they asked him to come four days early, he would no longer have that, that moment with the Rebbe on his birthday. But he decided that. Even though he can't have this moment with the Rebbe, he still should—he um, still should hang around seven seventy, hang around the Rebbe's office, just to be in a holy environment. It's a special day, the day before Yom Kippur. It's his birthday. He should still be there. And he's there outside, and he sees a friend of his. Oh, Reb David, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Thank you, Rebbe David. You're going to get your presents. Have you gotten your present yet? Present from the Rebbe. You always get a honey cake from the Rebbe on your birthday. He says, "Yeah, but I didn't do it this year because they asked all the residents of Crown Heights to visit the Rebbe four days earlier. So that's when I got—I already got my honey cake from the Rebbe before. So his friends says, "No, no, 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 no. That's for everybody else who lives in Crown Heights, but not for you. Your birthday is today. You're unique. You should visit the Rebbe today." And he says, No, I already went there. He got the honey cake. I'm not going to bother the Rebbe again. He says, Listen, there's so many people coming to the Rebbe. One more person doesn't matter. And you are supposed to go in this line again because it's your birthday. It's a private audience with the Rebbe. It's special. It's unique. You are not doing the right thing. You have to go again. It went back and forth. And eventually, his friend convinced him to do what he considered a double sin a double sin because he was going to get a second piece of honey cake from the Rebbe, and a double sin because he wasn't going on the day that he was supposed to go. He was supposed to go um, four days before, now he's a resident of Crown Heights, he's going with all the Israelis. Double mistake. But that's what he decided to do. He stands online, and you have to understand the, the setting. Each person comes by the Rebbe for less than a second. Rebbe hands each person a honey, piece of honey cake and says, Tev Musuk as long as that takes, about a second. So he's online, and when it comes his turn, the Rebbe motions like this, like, why are you here? You have to understand, it's not just that thousands of people went by the Rebbe in those three days. There wasn't physically enough time for the Rebbe to... To notice him and to respond, he just appeared. The one person. Now it's his turn. Then there's thousands of people filing by, and it doesn't it doesn't feel like like it's a private moment with the rabbit, Just like everyone's filing by, I was handing each person a honey cake and giving them a blessing. And here, the Rebbe looks at him like, "Why are you here?" And he, of course, felt aghast. On the other hand, he felt like, "Okay, you noticed. If you noticed, then you probably also noticed why I came." And he looked at the Rebbe and he said, But today is my birthday. And the Rebbe took out another piece of honey cake, and rummaged through the box for a few seconds, which felt to him like an eternity. And he said, The You have should have a year of success. So it's like a really a remarkable story if you think about it, because everyone thinks, you know, you go by the Rebbe and you get it and you get a blessing. It's not like your blessing, it's everyone getting a blessing. But really it's not. Really there's a unique blessing given to each person. And uh, it's real, and it's happening. Um, i share one more story. Uh, Rabbi um, Levi um shared the following story that he was a witness to. In addition to the giving out uh, honey cake on the, um, the uh, day before Yom Kippur and the three days before, were also gave out honey cake on Ashana Rabbah. The last day of Sukkot before some Torah, the Rebbe gives out honey cake then as well. So Rabbi Levi Bukit, who's today Rebbe's emissary in Chicago, um, he had come to visit the Rebbe for the holiday of Sum Kastora, and he, um, he comes to the Rebbe, and in the line with him, there is this hippie, and he's dressed like a hippie, and he looks like a hippie, and it wasn't really hippie time, it was in the early 80s, but uh, this was what this guy was doing. And so, Rabbi Levy bookets in line. The hippie is in front of him. The hippie comes in front of the Rebbe. And the Rebbe says to him, where are you going to be tonight for Hakafis? Where are you going to be tonight for the dancing? So the guy says, I wasn't really planning to do Hakafis anywhere. So, tonight or any other night? Zeba said to him, it will be my great honor and privilege if you would attend HaKafis tonight with me in our synagogue, in our show. So this guy thanked Rabbi, thanked, thanked the Rebbe, and he said, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. He moves on. The Rebbe gives the honey cake to Rabbi Bukit, and behind him in the line, there was a visiting Rosh Hashiva from Williamsburg, a Satmar Chassid, And the Rebbe turns to the Satmar Chassid and begins a conversation with him. The Rebbe says to him, um, you probably, I see, the Rebbe says, that you're wondering why I am begging this person to come to HaKafis tonight. What connection do I have with him? But the answer is clearly articulated in the Tehillah L'mesha. Tehillah L'mesha is a commentary in the book of Tehillah that was authored by Reb Mesha who was known as the Yismach Meisha, who was a Satmar Rebbe, lived in the early 1800s, and all of his descendants became the leaders, the, the Chesedic Rabbis of Satmar and Seagate. And so, he said to him, "You surely know what I'm hint, what I'm alluding to. Do you know what I'm alluding to?" So he said, "I don't." The Rebbe said, "But the, the Tila Mesha was authored by one of your Rabbis." So the Chassid mystified, he has no idea what the was talking about. And then the Rebbe said the following teaching at great length. He said like this, Yitzhak Moshe relates a wondrous story about Rebbe Yitzhak Lovdorovich. Yitzhak Drovich was in Gan Eden, in heaven. And there in heaven, he met Rashi. Rashi, the commentator on the, on the, uh, on the Torah, He's known as the father of all commentators. He meets Rashi in Gadei, and he meets Rashi in heaven. And Rashi says to him, they say a lot of things about your son, um, your son, Reb Michal, Reb Michal, your son, Reb Michal of of Is they say a lot of things about him in heaven. What, tell me what your son has done on earth to deserve this, these accolades he receives in heaven. So he says, "Well, my son studies Torah for its own sake." He says, "Studies Torah altruistically, just to connect to Hashem." He says, "Rashi says there are many people that do that. Aren't there many people that do that as well?" He says, "Well, my son gives out lots and lots of money to charity, money that doesn't even have." Rashi says, "Yes, but aren't there other people that do that as well?" He says, "My son has inspired many people." to become Baal Teshuvah, to return to Hashem. Ah! Rashi says, now I understand. Now I understand. Because Rashi, because your son inspires people to return to Hashem, that's what's causing this great tumult in heaven and why he is given this unique distinction. So that's what the Rebbe shared with this Rosh Hashiva from Williamsburg. And the Rosh Hashiva says to the Rebbe, I have understood very well why why the Rebbe wanted this man now to come to the, Rebbe, to the Rebbe's sarcophagus to to dance in the Torah with the Rebbe in the shul. I get it. So I wish him a good yontif. Interesting postscript to the story. That man, uh, Rabbi Bukit, who was standing behind the hippie and in front of the sheshiva, he said that night he came to the Rebbe Shul, and there was dancing and dancing, and dancing for HaKafis, and HaKafis is always over, people are still dancing, and uh, who is dancing until the wee hours of the morning? Who does he notice over there? That hippie. Sure enough, he couldn't turn down the Rebbe's invite to HaKafis. Uh, to so connecting, um, one more story, I already shared one story about uh, Simchas Torah and Yom Kippur, so I'll, I wanted to share one more story about Yom Kippur and Simchas Torah, I don't know the um, origin of this story. It's a, it's a story which is oft-repeated and, and by many, many people, many different sources. I'm not sure the original source of the story. This is how it goes. Reb Shmuelik is, um, is in the synagogue and it's the night of Yom Kippur and they open up the ark. His rabbi is honored with opening the ark and everyone's about to recite the special prayer of Kol Nidre, but everyone except for Shmulek, Shmuelik screams out the customary prayer that we say on the night of Simchas Torah. Atar and I was looking at this guy. What is this guy doing? It's Yom Kippur. It's not Simchas Torah. It's supposed to say Kol Nidre. You're not supposed to say Atarisa. It's a wrong. It's a wrong holiday. And they wanted to throw him out. Like, what's this guy doing? He's drunk in the synagogue. What's going on? And the Rebbe said, leave him alone. For him, it's already Simchastor. He was already reached Simchastor already now. What? What does that mean? So what happened was like this. There was another man who was incarcerated because he could not pay the Purits, the landowner of that region, the, his rent. And the pirates had arrested him because he couldn't pay his rent. And he said, I'm only going to release him if someone pays me the 300 rubles that he owes me. So Shmuelik is very concerned about this and Shmuelik goes around the town trying to collect money for this poor guy. And it's right before Yom Kippur and he he has 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 20 rubles but that's about it, not 300 rubles. And he passes by a tavern and there are these Jews drinking the night of Yom Kippur by the tavern. Someone said the story is the story of a Yom Kippur. could be. So he, these Jews drinking by the tavern and he's thinking like, these guys are not, are, are, are not going to be the ones. But maybe he stops by and says, guys, listen, you've got to help me. There is this guy okay. who's incarcerated. The parrot says he needs 300 rubles and I have to give it to him today or else. I'm only this day to give it to him. Or else, who knows what he's going to do to this guy. He's going to kill him. We have to give, get the money together. These guys are like, let's see if you could really do what we do, and then we'll consider giving you what you're asking for. What do you mean what you doing what you do? They pour him a glass of vodka. And say, you, glad, you drink this glass of vodka? One guy says, I'll give you 100 rubles. Now, Shmuel never drank any vodka. Maybe on Purim, maybe on some kastora, a little bit. Never had a whole glass of vodka. This guy life is at, is at stake. And so he uh, takes a glass of vodka, and these guys are laughing at him, they're teasing him. That's impossible. This poor little Jew, how could he drink a whole cup of vodka, this big cup of vodka, like them? He drinks a whole cup of vodka, and they, the first guy gives him 100 rubles. The second guy's like, wow, that was pretty cool. I'll give 100 rubles, do that again. I do it again. He, he drinks a, a second cup of vodka, he gets another hundred ruble. The third guy's like, "I'll give hundred ruble. Do that again." A Third full cup of vodka. He drinks the whole cup of vodka, and the third guy, the third guy gives him another hundred ruble. He is now in a different uh, planet. He takes the three hundred ruble, and he somehow makes his way to the parrots. Gives the money to the parrots, and his friend is freed from prison. Rach Hashem. And then he goes to the synagogue to uh, to prepare for the holy day, but when he gets to the synagogue, he just falls asleep immediately. And then, when the Torah scrolls are taken out, he wakes up. And he f- what's going on? The Torah scrolls are being taken out. Oh, it's Simchas Torah, I'm drunk. It's Simch- it must be Simchas Torah, what else could it be? Ah, there is... That's when he screamed, Ah, this So, the Levitz B'editcher said, he already reached, reached Simchas Torah. He already reached the level of Simchas Torah. Similar way, remember one year... It was the day before Yom Kippur, and I was in Worcester, Massachusetts, and I was listening to the Rebbe give the blessing. I didn't speak any Yiddish then, and I didn't listen to one word the Rebbe was saying, but we listened, just, you know, it's a soul thing. Listen to the Rebbe speak, and the Rebbe finishes a long, long blessing. And as Rebbe often mentioned, at the time of, of Yom Kippur is a time of the higher level of tshuva, a, a time of tshuva that is not about regret and, and pain. It's about joy and connection and happiness. And the Rebbe concluded the talk with Ay, 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 ay hey! With a, with a song we sing on Simchas Torah. And for me, growing up in Worcester, I never I never heard of such a thing. Yom Kippur, we, Ay, ay, ay! The song of Simchas Torah. And it really gave me a di- different insight to what this holiday is all about. It's about celebrating our connection to Hashem. It's at the higher level of Tshuva. It's about Hashem returning to us and us returning to Hashem with great joy, with a great fabrengen, as everyone said, we should forbring every day of the ten days of Tshuva, and then Yom Kippur is a great fabrengen between Hashem and the Jewish people, we should see the great forbringing happen in Yerushalayim, the coming Mashiach, tonight,